There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. You know, I can't tell you how much I love this caddy open. We've been doing it for almost 20 years. Well, over 20 years, actually, this one. Uh And it's just good every single time. Wouldn't you agree, Caddy? I mean, you got to love having your own open. Yeah, I I, I uh, flip the cape every time I hear it right before I go on to <laughs> kind of get in the right mood. It is a mood, isn't it? It's a vibe, as the kids would say today. You got to have, what do they call it? The Riz? What oh, the Riz. Yeah, Riz is a big the thing. Riz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because you yeah, can't I don't say know what the Riz is. Well, you can't say charisma anymore, so they just shortened oh, it to Riz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Short for charisma. Mm-hmm. Riz. I like that. Yeah. It's sort of an elevated charisma, maybe a cooler version of charisma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caddy's got the Riz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was on. the way he said that, just so nonchalantly. Matter of fact, Caddy's got the well, Riz. Well, so you got to do it. You got to, I mean, it's got to be casual. Tell me, Fred Couples got the Riz. Mm. He got the Riz. He was the original. Yeah, right. Well, who was the oh, original he, Riz? Palmer. Yeah, probably Palmer. Yeah, yeah, Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Palmer. The king, no doubt about it. King got the Riz. Because you think about I it, like Hogan. Irwin. Hogan didn't have Riz. I mean, that guy was just intimidating. He didn't have a Riz. Yeah, though. Terminator. I asked uh, Hale Irwin one time about Tiger Woods, and I said, "I said, so how did how did Arnie's army?" How did that compare to the buzz around Tiger? And and Hale said, Arnie was Elvis compared to Tiger. He goes, you couldn't even believe what it was like. Really? Was levels above. I go, what? He goes, yep. He goes, it was unbelievable. Mm. Huh. Jilly ran, ran into that Casper on the back nine at Olympic. There you yeah. go. Ooh, nineteen sixty six. Arnie's army Casper's converts. That's right. <laughs> Casper's converts. Uh, I'll tell you what. You're making me think of that burger dog. Let's Ooh. not go. There. And then who had the Riz? <laughs> you know what? Your dad didn't have the Riz when he was playing. No, but he sure no. was uh, charismatic in his later in life and just a peach of a man. But, um, yeah, you know, your, your dad was sort of the opposite of that. He just was out there. He was all business, you know, he did his thing and, um, and he, and he did it amazingly. Uh, and, and he made, he did it amazingly boring, Bob. I mean, from what I've yeah. seen and what I know, I never got to watch him play. Right. But I mean, the guy was just nails and, you know, he just destroyed people and didn't make too big of a deal about it. Just shook their hand, walked off and grabbed the check and went on to the next one. You know, Caddy, hey. he told me one time, he said, you know, there's a lot of guys on tour and a lot of journeymen on tour and a lot of guys that as they get in the heat of the battle, they shy away from wanting to win. It becomes too hard for him. He said, that wasn't me. He said, when when I got in the heat of the battle, when I got close, he said, I wanted more of the pressure. I wanted more of the heat. Kind of like, give me the ball. Let me shoot. And that's the way he was. And he mm-hmm. said that there's guys that, that just have that in them, and there's guys that don't. He was a gunslinger. He's a Western gunslinger. He, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like the song says, 
he was Cardigan when Cardigan wasn't cool. Yeah, that's what he was. Right? You know, all those guys. He loved Cardigans, they the too. Kind of, they, they need to bring the Cardigans back. They mm. tried, Didn't somebody try to bring it back recently? I mean, Webb Simpson. Maybe He's the, Webb Simpson is a Cardigan guy. Was. Yeah, it's just it's not quite the same though. Maybe you need the no. uncolored shirt with the cardigan. I don't know. Palmer wore a lot or a of mock, cardigans or a mock colored. Yeah, so Pebble Beach and Spyglass guys. I mean, mm. Pebble and Spy. You can smell it from here. Better you? Oh, interesting. Yeah, and there's a little weather this week. Little weather. Not going to be cold. Going to be windy. a little brutal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, just once I'd like to go out to Pebble and have there not be any weather. I don't even know what that's like. Mm. Well, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's Most what you expect, the time, though. The first, the first time I played Pebble, I remember I was hitting my third shot up onto the green on six. And I remember looking, trying to look up to the green, and the rain was blowing so hard off the ocean uh, into my face, I couldn't even open my eyes to look at the target. And I was just, I started laughing, and I was like, "There's no way if I wasn't at Pebble Beach, I'd still be out here trying to play golf." <laughs> awesome. There's no, there's nowhere I've been in golf that when it's raining and windy, it actually it hurts when you're walking up the hill on six at Pebble to that plateaued layup area. Yeah, it hurts. I mean, you you think of two things. This must have been like what it was like storming Normandy Beach, or this is how they got the inspiration for the scene in Caddyshack with the preacher and the storm. <laughs> right? That, that's, that's a good visual. That's what you feel like walking up that hill. Yep. Oh, it's tough. What's your favorite hole at, at Pebble? I go straight to number eight. Mm. Straight to eight. Oh, yeah. Eight. Although 18 is awesome. The second shot is, I mean, everything about 18 is awesome. Yeah, but eight is just, oh, what, what an amazing. And it's not, it's, it's, it's a, you know, nondescript tee shot. It's a little blind, way uphill, often not a driver. But like Jack said, it is flat out the, the greatest second shot in golf on a par four. Is that what he said? Mm. Yes. And I, I could not agree more. I can't think of a better one. It's yeah, that's a so pretty cool. hole. That's a pretty hole. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Caddy. That little short hole. What about number seven? Yeah. Tony Tony Fino hit driver on the uh, practice round on Wednesday. <laughs> just driver. O- just well, over the green. Just barely over the green. I knew that was too much club. Um, <laughs> yeah, from, seven, from 110? Here's all I have to say about seven. I've been to Pebble. I'm I'm certain it's over a hundred. It's well over a hundred times. Have I been on the seventh hole? Probably over a few hundred times. Every time I go there, the first time I get to that hole, I take out the camera and take my obligatory picture of number seven. I have like a thousand pictures of number seven. <laughs> I just have to, have to. That's that's all you need to know about hole seven. It's a photo every time. I asked my dad there one time. He said he was playing in the Crosby. I said, "How's how's uh, what's the longest club you've ever hit into this hole when you're playing the tournament?" He said, "I hit a three iron. I had to keep it under the wind." 
I've seen four iron there and during the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That's remarkable. And did you hear what they did this week with the, with the greens? They're expecting the wind and everything. They slowed the greens down to 10. Oh, old school. Yeah. Hmm. Well, when it blows, you better get them at 10 or you can't play the place. Caddy yeah. joining, Caddy's joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Uh, let's talk about this since we're well into Pebble Beach here. The this Pebble Beach Pro-Am, it's reimagined this year, Caddy. So it went from three to two golf courses. They limited the field. It's no cut. It's pros only on the weekend. It's a signature event, elevated purse. You got all of the top 80 guys eligible. They're all playing in this. Um, do you... Do you like this reimagined event? Did it need to be reimagined? What's your thoughts? Boy, it really is different not having the emphasis on the celebrities. That's what the tournament historically has been about forever. The Crosby Clambake, right? With all the Hollywood movie stars and the singers coming up to play. And uh, I've been, my entire life until this week, that's what the tournament's been about. So mm-hmm. it's very different. It's very different. Um, yeah, so you're not going to have the usual Saturday where Bill Murray's spinning, spinning someone around in a bunker or doing whatever he's doing. It's, 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 it's definitely different from that perspective for this tournament. But Pebble's Pebble, the golf course, that's no different. And um, you're guaranteed a great leaderboard, very likely almost impossible not to have a better leaderboard than you'd have during a typical free this pre-signature event. Um, so there's, you can look at it that way. Um, just from, you know, pure golf competition, et cetera, you're going to have a, you're going to, you're just going to have a great leaderboard at all the signature events, period. Every single one. Yeah. It's good. Yep. Like, Oh, I can't not watch this. Look at who's on the board. So, well, let's just go down the list real quick because I, I get what you're saying, but Justin Rose is defending champ from last year. I mean, that's a good name. Tom Hoagie the year before. Okay, maybe not everybody's household. Daniel Berger the year before that. Nick Taylor, that was a surprise. And then it was Phil Mickelson in 2019. Then Ted Potter Jr. in 2018. Jordan Spieth in 2017, right? Uh, Vaughn Taylor, Brant Snedeker, Jimmy Walker, Brant Snedeker, Phil Mickelson again, DA points, couple of a pair of back-to-back wins by DJ. Anyway, my point is, is they wanted to have more of these big names up there. I guess they didn't want the Burgers and the Potters and the Vaughn Taylors and and that sort of thing. They they wanted more of the Phil Mickelson you know players up there winning, and so that's I guess they made it a signature event so that all these guys would show up. Well, I don't think it's the winners you're looking at because that's a really nice list of winners. It's more, it's more having the the whole top ten, the whole top, you know, the whole top ten, the whole top twenty. All those names are you want to go watch those guys of all those names. That's what the signature events do. Mm-hmm. It's not just right. the winner. You got the whole crop of guys. Um, if you went down, if you if you went down the top ten of all those events, it would sound a lot different then it's going to stand with the signatures. That's the thing. So hmm. anyway, uh, yeah. Daddy, who's, who's the, um, who's the most notable celebrity that you were around with, um, when you were catting there at Pebble beach? We've had some cool, we had some cool ones. Uh, 
Huey Lewis was our partner for three or four years in a row, right at the beginning. Um, we had Dennis Quaid. We played with Montana. Um, I can I can tell you that I probably told this story, but this was actually at a first tee event. We were scheduled to play with Clint Eastwood at Pebble Beach, and and he pulled out in the morning with a bad back, and that was. That was the biggest disappointment I've had at that Pebble, at Pebble Beach. Was not going around with Clint Eastwood. That would have been really cool. But I've been yeah, around I mean, with him. Yeah, and, I caddied and for Keith Clearwater that. when I first when right. I first met you. I caddied for Keith Clearwater there one year, and we were with Clint for three rounds. There you go. And he none of those actors, like I say, they none of them act. That's just how they talk in real life. That's <laughs> just what they're like that in real life. Am I right? I mean, yep. come on. Yeah. No, you're right. Clint Eastwood's turning yeah. to you saying, do you feel lucky, Caddy? Well, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But, Go ahead and make but we've my had, day. Hmm. But the, the, the biggest <laughs> he, crap. He doesn't like our, he, we're like doing impersonations <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm not even going to comment on how bad those are. No. Might have, might have to cut those on the edit. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, so you know about Brian Bill Shambly's story about playing with Clint. He, no. Clint, Clint just is chopping it up. And he, this, this is, uh, this was actually back at Kapalua during the old Lincoln Mercury. And he's just chopping it up in the, in the high grass. And he comes back, sits in the cart. And he just gives that Clint Eastwood look. He's just staring at Brandel and Brandel's like, is he going to bite my head off or something? And he just looks right at him and he goes, in all the confusion, I can't remember if I took five swings or six. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just too good. That's too good. How about, how about sharing the one in, um, where the caddy tried to do the whistle when he walked in? Yeah. It's a reptile reptile from Chicago. He was in there in the hog's breath with the boys, and this was probably in the late 80s. Maybe maybe with two or three caddies sitting around enjoying a dinner at the hog's breath. And I think Clint owns the hog's breath, or he's a partner. Anyway, here walks in Clint Eastwood, and immediate reptile could do the good, the bad, and the ugly whistle just perfectly. So he lets it rip, and Clint just turns 90 degrees and walks right up to the table, looks right at him with that look on his face, and says, don't ever do that again. And then turns and <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that made the week right there. That just made the week. Oh, so good. Oh, that's awesome. We had Harris Barton out there. Harris Barton, the, the left tackle for the Niners, who had three Super Bowl rings protecting Joe Montana's blind side. He told some good football stories, which I can't really tell on the show, oh. but they're really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, well, I can, well, yeah, it's too long. I, yeah. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to work, think about that later, but, but Harris Barton was cool. <laughs> he was really cool. And, uh, just take the yeah, daddy's so word for it. It's a neat place to, the, the celebrity thing is that was really cool. That was really neat. It's neat to meet those folks you see on the movie screens in real life, see what they're really like. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. 
And it is the the th- golf is the thread that that connects everybody together in this, which is uh, again, like I said, it's a celebration of the game. I kind of miss it, but uh, looking forward to a great weekend at Pebble Beach. Caddy, thanks as always. Great to visit with you. We'll chat with you again soon. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio.